You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush. Known for her roles on Broadway in Waitress, Falsettos, Bullets Over Broadway, and The Mystery of Edwin Drood, today's guest is currently starring in Estella Scrooge, the first fully realized musical filmed in virtual production during the pandemic. It's soon to be a holiday favorite, we know, and she did this all with a newborn at home. Here's our conversation with Betsy Wolf. Hello, Betsy. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. OMG, you are a mom. mom. I am a mom. It's <laughs> it is weird to it actually seriously is weird to to say that. I'm right. a mom. It's, it's your mom. You're yep. someone's person. And that is like, I think that was I had the same sort of thing. I think we all do, right? All of a sudden you go like, oh my God, holy shit. I'm the person. Of the people that had babies during this time, because there's like the pre-COVID time, which, and then there's going to be the post-COVID time. But during that time, you had a baby. So you're also like pre-mom and post-mom. Like the big change that happened during this time is immense. I can't. Yeah, I spent, I mean, I spent the majority of my pregnancy, actually it's almost split half and half to, you know, no pandemic and then spent the latter half of my pregnancy in full-blown pandemic mode wondering what am I doing? What is is happening? I'm having a child in the middle of the craziest time truly. And and now it's kind of a trend because now people are like, Hey, I got this time off. This might be a good time to, so I've, you know, maybe, maybe you were a a trendsetter. You were a trendsetter. Of course. But it's like, will you, we always want to start, we start talking about our kids. So will you tell us about sweet poppy? And also I want to know where you got the name because it's adorable. So tell us about her. Um, And I was so glad my husband liked it, even though he probably wouldn't have had a choice in it. No, that's not true. (laughs) So I always loved, I always, for some reason, loved the name Poppy, but it wasn't actually, it was, it was a more recent name and it, it was, um, it was something I kind of, you know, growing up in California, the state flower is a poppy. So I always loved seeing them. And so it was kind of like this special connection to my home state and and just where I'm from and my roots. But more than anything, I just like always loved the sound of it. And then, you know, once I, once like my husband and I had to narrow down to like three, it just kind of always kept coming back to us. And now that she's here, I mean, from the moment we even saw her kind of, you know, on the, on the sonograms, like I was like, she's a poppy. It's just, she just is a poppy. And, and now I can't imagine her being named anything else. She's, um, it's hard to describe. I wonder, I, it sounds so cliche. I had no idea the amount of love, like you could actually have for a human being or for anything until that happens to you. And I don't want to sound like I was, you know, I I feel like really snarky in a way saying this, but when people had kids before, I'm like, no, I totally get it. It's yours. You love them. And it's like special. And, and like, that must be a really cool bond. I 
am an idiot. <laughs> I truly had no idea what that was. And now that I am a mom, I can't even almost identify with myself outside of it in a certain way or, or before it. Um, and, and it's, it's, I think it's kind of an incredible, beautiful thing. And honest to goodness, it just makes me think, why didn't I do this 10 years earlier? I mean, there's reasons for it, but like, I've had a lot of those thoughts in my life lately that like the amount of joy that I've had in the past six months and the amount of just things I've realized are my yeses and things I've realized are my nos. I just think, God, I'm, I could have done this so many years ago and yet it wouldn't have been her. Right. And yeah. at the end of the day, I am so glad she chose me to be her mom. Aww. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, I know and I remember those feelings so well, especially when they're so little. Because for our listeners, Poppy's like five months old. Is that right? Is she's that just, yeah, she's just a little over six now. Okay, a little over six. <clears> yep. But I just remember like looking like my um mother-in-law, my husband's one of six kids. And I remember looking at her holding my baby and being like, I know why you did this six times. <laughs> like I get it. Now, granted, we're like past that now. I've got two, we're done. But <laughs> um, but like in that when you when you first feel what that feels like, there there are no words to describe it. Um, and it and it's who you are now. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like I, to I, the end of time, it's who you are. You, the person you were, you know, I think we, we've touched on this not very often though. It's like, you have to, you have to sort of mourn and, and put the person you were, she's, she's gone. Like you were never yeah. that person again. You have been changed on a cellular level. And I think that like, I always say to people, you will never move through the world as carefree again. Like ever. Like when I have friends that are pregnant, I'm like, I want you to just be on your couch and then all of a sudden decide, I want to go wherever. Like I want to go to the <laughs> diner. Or I want to go out and just grab your little purse, your little like, you know, like side purse with, a, mm -hmm. with just your phone and your wallet and your keys and you're carefree and just walk out of your house without a second thought because you're not going to do that ever. Again. I can't even cross the street without going, well, I have to look twice both ways. Right. I have to look, I mean, I have to look both ways twice because I am Poppy's mother. Yes, exactly. Have a mom. And so and, I don't know. And it continues like <laughs> as they get bigger, even when you're away from them, you're thinking like, or is she okay? What does she need? Are they feeding her? Okay. You know, did they brush her teeth? It's like, it's, it's yeah. insane. It's crazy. And, and it's on a awesome. global pandemic. Like you, you are, Ooh. your life is full of restrictions right now because of that. But, it, but to, to hearken back to what you said at first, you've, you've just said you've known joy, like you've never known before. So let's, I mean, I just, I know we're, we kind of went to like, you're never going to be the same person again, but it sounds like you are just <laughs> loving the new person that you are. I'm loving the new person. To celebrate. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's funny. I think of like my, like my old self and like what, um, and it's not like I felt like what consumed my thoughts wasn't of importance or that I wasn't, um, you know, trying to move through the world, kind of, um, thinking of, creating movement in, in a positive fashion or like what I did was invaluable. It's just that now that she's here, I see such a clear purpose for what I want to do moving forward now. Mm -hmm. Um, and how I want to spend my time, I think is obviously, um, one of the greatest gifts that a child can bring you. And I think it's really hard in this business to, 
you know, we are, a lot of us are people pleasers. And in this business, I think being an actress, you have to, in a certain way, um, always be, you know, going the distance and, and making sure you're accommodating other things in order to create opportunities for yourself. And um, what this time has given me, pandemic aside, <laughs> is the ability to, um, to really have my yeses be always centered around what is truly going to um, make the best life for us. What is, and, and she now comes first. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why I had such a hard time grasping like myself as a mom at first is because I think in this career that I've chosen, you have to be somewhat, you know, selfish. And it is in some ways a very, very, and you have to be, it's not a negative thing. You have to be very proud of what you do and, 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 very involved in yourself. And I think I was like so nervous and so worried about, um, you know, taking on a human that would take then priority and like, am I going to miss that? Am I going to, um, am I going to be as successful? And, and the reality is, is I now know I, or at least it seems to me like I know what I want to spend my time doing now. And so much is now involved around her that it actually makes all the other things so much easier. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I know it's so new and I, I don't, you know, I know that like you guys have been moms for a lot longer than I am and, and, and but it feels, um, it feels so clear right now. And I'm sure that many things will become even more complicated down the line too. But, uh, my purpose feels very, very clear. Yeah. I love no, that. that's beautiful. I think it's, and it's true. I think, you know, we talk about that a lot. It's like, once you become a mom, you go into those audition rooms and things like that. And <laughs> it no longer holds, it no longer holds the power. The way. To a yeah, exactly. yeah. It's exactly. like, cause you know what, if you don't like me, I have this kid at home who's awesome and she thinks I'm amazing and she's my focus. You know what I mean? But yes. yeah, yeah, truly like it just sort of puts everything into perspective. And also, like you said, it makes it so clear the decisions yeah. and the, the projects you want to take on and the time you want to spend away. And you're like, if I'm going to be away, it shows better be week, good. It yeah. better yeah. be good. And it better, better be, be worth it. Yep. But Although I got to say, Poppy is a hard audience. I, I mean, no, I'm serious. I, I would give anything to go in an audition room right now and just get a laugh. <laughs> she, she makes it so hard. She sometimes will look at me and be like, Mom, you did that yesterday. Come up, <laughs> like she'll just go. Like she goes, huh? She does one, one chuckle, and then she has this guttural laugh that just will go on for like thirty seconds, and then you try again, and it's, huh? You know, it, just, it kills me, and I'm like, okay, I'll work on some new material. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just like, be your teacher. He's a tough crowd. Wait until she gets a little bigger, and she's like, and you're singing, and she's like, mom. Mom, don't sing. <laughs> oh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse, Excuse me. me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like people pay money for this. Yeah. <laughs> so let's. So having these, you know, clear decisions kind of be um, coming to the forefront for you. You you said yes to something pretty early on oh after gosh. she was born, and we <laughs> want to talk about it because Betsy is starring in Estella Scrooge, which is the first musical fully fully realized musical filmed in virtual production Correct. so i mean poppy must have been fairly young when this opportunity came along and also how did you go about <laughs> doing it because my understanding is that 
you all are filmed in front of green screen. Maybe you weren't actually in the same places as the people you were fi- filming with. I mean, talk us through this. I can't even wrap my head around it. Uh, oh, I still can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> and you lived it. <laughs> and I lived it. I actually watched the film last night for the first time because I knew I would be talking to you. And it, ju- it also just came out. And so um, I, okay, so I was offered this role um, probably a month after Poppy was born. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I, at first I thought, do they know I had a, ju- I just had a baby. <laughs> like that was part of my thought process. Um, I had been approached about this role years ago, back in 2000 and I want to say 14, 15, when they were doing it out of town. And I always loved the concept. I loved this idea of Christmas Carol meets great expectations. I loved that they were using a female um, to tell one of my all-time favorite stories. Side note, my, you know, a family, a huge family tradition is watching the Muppets Christmas Carol every year. And um, same, yes. Light the lamp, not the rat. (laughs) Anyways, don't get me started. This whole this whole podcast could just be silly quotes from that whole film. Um, So I loved the concept, and I was like, no. I said no. I just said, I can't film. Um, She's 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 two months old. She's also we're, we're also, it's a, it's a pandemic. I mean, I didn't go anywhere. Um, and I know that people in this time take things kind of at different safety levels, but I can guarantee you this. If you are six, seven months pregnant at the beginning of a pandemic, you, um, for the first time, you would probably be doing what I was doing, which was absolutely no grocery stores, no stores, no friends, no, nothing. I mean, just nothing. And it was right around when, um, you know, a friend of mine had been seriously hospitalized. We all know Nick Cordero's story. And it just was, this was, uh, it, it was a different time in March and April and, 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 and still is very much so, but it was, I didn't want to take on anything that might even possibly have like a percentage chance of putting my family or others at risk. And so they explained to me more of this process that we were going to be going into a room. There would only be two people there. Everyone was going to be tested multiple, multiple times a week. I would never interact with other actors. I would rehearse the entire thing on Zoom, maybe one time uh, per scene, one maybe Zoom rehearsal per scene. And then it was going to be filmed um, over the course of eight weeks. And and, um, I said... I just, I was really honest, you know, again, this is kind of that thing about she always comes first now. So I said, okay, I don't want to ever work more than four hours at a time. I want to work so early in the morning that I, that I knew that I would only miss, um, you know, three hours of her being awake. Um, uh, I can only shoot two days a week. uh, So she doesn't become comfortable with me not being there. And they were uh, really fantastic and were willing to oblige. So I, I tried to set up with, you know, Poppy coming first, um, the best situation for what I thought my new family was. And, and sure enough, then we met on Zoom and, and I never met some of the actors I still to this day have never met in person, my love interest, um, who, by the way, is so fantastic and nuanced. Is that Clifton? Yes. Yes. I did a workshop with him. Yeah. Fantastic. He really, really brings something to this film. I mean, of course you expect like amazing 
amazingness from like Danny Burstein and Patrick Page and Carolee Carmelo and Lauren Patton Stellar. But like, I just did not know him and was just so, um, so moved by his work. Anyways. Um, uh, yeah. So it was filmed in a basement. I think if people saw what the basement looked like where I couldn't even lift my hands up without touching the ceiling. So we would have to do certain, we would have to do um, certain scenes where they'd be like, okay, let's back up so you can fully extend your arms. I mean, the, it, it was the craziest thing, not having other actors. It was one of the most challenging things I've ever done. And the reason why I said yes, I, you know, because I was pregnant for a while, I had not, um, I want to say like worked, um, in a, in a little bit and was eager to, to create again. I don't even like using the term work because it wasn't about like me having a baby and then wanting to return to work, but it was me wanting to create in the way that I know fills me up as a human, which then in turn, I know will make me a better mom. So the reason why I said yes was I thought, you know, it's someday I will be really, really proud to sit down with Poppy and watch this like Christmas film with her, just like I watched, you know, the 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 Muppets Christmas Carol with my parents every year. And I thought that she might think that's really, really cool <laughs> to yeah. to like watch her mom, you know. God love it, you know, maybe still a little 15 pounds over pre, you know, pre, pre baby pandemic weight on screen, you know, doing her thing. And I just thought it might be something that she might be really proud of someday. So I filmed it um, over the course of three months to five and a half months. I pumped every, I had hair and makeup at my home at 4 a.m. I got in a car and uh, took the hour long trip to the studio every day, pumped in a moving vehicle, which I could not recommend less. It was so nauseating. <laughs> and then went on set for four hours, didn't take breaks. So I wouldn't have to stop and pump. Um, so I just didn't, we just didn't take breaks on set and then would get right back in the car and pump in the pump in my car on the way home. It was uh it was a grueling schedule. And yet um I'm really proud of it. And I hope that someday, you know, she'll be like, oh that's really cool that that's what my mom did. She so. totally she definitely <laughs> will be. She will definitely be. And she has to I mean, I'm so impressed that you knew from the get-go what you needed to ask for and how you needed to um What's the word I'm looking for? Oh my gosh. To advocate I, I, for advocate. yourself. Advocate. Oh my gosh. She's about for my kids, all this help, but to advocate for your needs, you know? The fact that you knew that for at such a early point in motherhood is really impressive. Well, I definitely had like a network of of great moms to lean on and ask, like, hey, what would this actually look like? What am I not thinking of? What are my blind spots? Because I mean, every day I'm Googling something on the internet, you know, relying on you know, and just following in the footsteps of others who've, you know, the billions of women <laughs> that have come before me, you know. But so it's just incredible. I'm super impressed. And also, I think there needs to be a book or even like an Instagram account, places you've pumped. Because oh the places that women have pumped in this world is just, I've never done it in a moving car, but I i mean, I know oh, they're maybe so nauseous yeah. with a mask on. I mean, the oh, whole gosh. thing is just crazy. And think about it. You're sanitizing everything. You're just, you're, you're I'm like, you know, I had a dedicated car and my driver was tested, you know, regularly. So it was just, it, but, but it, the whole thing is still like really, really, so the whole stressful, thing was not, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, really 
stressful. And I was watching the movie last night and I could actually tell, fun fact, like where we were in the filming process. Cause I was like, my, it's like literally a double boob over my bra. Cause it's like, I was so, <laughs> so this is way too much detail. But if you, if you look carefully, you can be like, Oh wow, that was the end of the session. Betsy clearly needed to pump. Um, <laughs> that is so true about, oh, oh, I mean, wow. it's just like, we were just talking about that with Kelly O'Hara the other day and Bridges of Madison County. And like, you mean it's a very real thing. You have to, you know, figure out when to pump and they get bigger and oh you know, there's some mama <laughs> boobs, honey. Mama boobs. I have no idea. No oh clue. my god. Girl, Dude, I'm yeah. normally an A cup and the first yeah. bra I bought, I had a wedding a month after Elliot was born and I went to Victoria's Secret and I was like, Well, I'm normally an A cup, but I just had a baby. The girl was like, Here's um a 34 double D. And I was like, No. <laughs> I think that's not for me. <laughs> no, that's not my that's not it. And she was like, just try it. And I put it on. <laughs> oh, it. My oh my God. It feels amazing. But also like whose boobs are they? <laughs> exactly. I had like the- zoom fittings. I had zoom fittings. So uh, like for a month before the show, I, Ikea size bags of clothes would show up outside of my door that they had driven in. Um, and, and then I would take them inside, then put them on in a different room, come in, come in. And then the director and all the people would see, you know, I would put on all these clothes. I mean, the, the undertaking, that was a thing is, is everything obviously is so much more time consuming than, than you ever imagine it to be. But then in the context of a pandemic, it's just like, you don't just get to go to a wardrobe fitting for two hours. It takes right. um, day, multiple days. And so again, you know, I'm, uh, it definitely shapes my future projects and like what you think about. And like you said, I, I thought about some things, but I certainly, you know, you don't think about all the things for sure. But oh my God, make an <laughs> art and <pandemic. laughs> It's just a baby with a a newborn, with a newborn. Exactly. She was very much a newborn. Well, I, so Betsy, I want to ask you because you didn't really like, I don't even want to say announce, but you know, like social media, we have, we post whatever (laughs) you didn't, you didn't announce until like two months before she arrived. Mm -hmm. So like, and I, I mean, I was completely taken by surprise. Like we know each other socially and we've been around. And like, I remember talking to you at um, like Alex's holiday party or like yes. New Year's Eve party or something a few years ago. And you were like, so tell me, <laughs> is it really hard to have a kid? Like you were like, tell me what it's like, you know? And I remember talking to you about that. And, um, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden there you, I was like, oh my God, she's pregnant. Betsy Wolf is having a baby. And did you feel is there a reason you waited so long to sort of put it out there? Cause we have had some moms who are like, I didn't want people in the industry to know, or I didn't want to have to affect any work I was doing. Um, did you consciously decide to do that or was it just, you were enjoying the time, you know, and just, yeah, no, it's, a, you know, it's a great question. And I never, I always wondered the same thing, like why other people did what they did. And then I, what's funny is just, going through my experience, it just seemed, um, when we announced was the kind of the most natural progression for us. You know, I, I let my, my, my super, 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 super close friends and my family know, um, earlier on. Um, and then it was kind of this funny thing. I had all these, I had all these jobs lined up and I was, I can't remember if I was like four or five, six months pregnant and I just kept doing them and no one noticed. 
And then it was just kind of this fun thing of like, no one's noticing I'm even pregnant. I think they might be thinking like, wow, Betsy really enjoyed the holidays this year. Or like, you know, maybe just like, like, and then um, uh, I just thought this is kind of fun. And, and, you know, maybe we should announce like, maybe let's just announce in like, after late February or something like that, when like, you know, it will be hard to hide it anymore. There was a bunch of fun events coming up and I was like, it'll be so much fun to like debut the bump cut to the roundabout uh, gala. I think it was the, was the first event that I went to. I think I announced that week and I got a fun dress on. And then the next week we all know what happened. It was oh. like March 13th, the world ended. And I was like, well, that was no fun. I didn't get to wear any fun dresses, <laughs> which is such a stupid thing to think about but it was kind of this weird weird time I was like this will be so much fun I'll get to like go out and be pregnant what will that look like when like a, a stranger actually says like oh no please sit down on the subway which I never got to experience oh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was never pregnant enough riding a subway to even get that chance or to like shame someone for not letting <laughs> yeah, yeah I didn't I even say, that happens that. more often than, than the other most I would have like really enjoyed that be like no that's okay you take it I'm just totally yeah. <laughs> pregnant um so it, it was I think at first it started out of caution and then it just kind of became this like really fun secret that I had and something that I knew I would have the rest of my life to like share her. But like, I was just kind of like loving, enjoying like what that actually looked like. No, very few people saw me pregnant. It was very strange. My parents never even saw me pregnant. Um, because if you think about the timeline, it just wasn't really, um, right. Oh, that's not true. They saw me at Christmas, but um, but if yeah, if you, but you weren't like yeah, probably yeah. really showing. No, yeah. I, mean, I, had, like, I hadn't yeah, popped too. at all. No, yeah, uh -uh. yeah. no. Oh. Oh. And that is a very specific experience. Moving through the world, being visibly pregnant, you know, even just having hmm. other mothers respond to you, you know, it's kind of this like unspoken bond where yeah. someone who's walking around with kids and sees you with your bump, you know, you're like, huh, that's who I'm going to be. And here, you know, this is who you were there. There, That is a very specific experience to it have. Is. It's also so lovely when people watch. tell you that there must be two in there because <laughs> you're so big or you when they say, oh, you're, you're going to, you're going to pop any day now. And I say, no, we got six more weeks. And they're like, oh no, no. You know, that's really lovely too. That's that's great. <laughs> uh, I kind of, if this sounds weird, I kind of like mourned the loss of like expect of having a preconceived idea of what all that would look like. Um, I didn't, you're right. I didn't have that opportunity. I never got to kind of just be pregnant riding the subway and have people share with me little tidbits about like, Oh, is that a girl? Is it a boy? I have three or whatnot. Um, because when I really started showing, it was around it was in, it was, uh, honest to goodness, it was so strange. It wasn't around until like six months, um, seven months. I mean, like really, truly, like you could even sort of see something and, or at least a belly anyway. And, um, it was when we were already kind of wearing masks and no one was going near each other. So it was this really like cold kind of distant, um, feeling. And then even when she was born, I obviously didn't want anyone coming near her, which was like kind of always sad to me in a way because I would, you know, I, I thought like, oh, that must be really sweet when you walk by a little baby. And, you know, I always just think like, oh, they're so little, they're so young, you know, when was she born? And um, I've always enjoyed doing that with, you know, with other people. And it's just kind of a sweet thing. And it was a very 
odd time to be walking in a park, avoiding people and, you know, viewing kind of anyone else as like, obviously like a threat or a danger, sadly. But that was kind of my, um, that was kind of the way in which I was moving through the world. And so it was really, really sweet. I have to say, like, I would occasionally walk by women with like bumps or whatnot. And it was the middle of winter too. So everyone's wearing coats. So you can't really tell. Um, but when I would walk by someone who also had like a car seat or a little carrier, we would just kind of smile. And like, I, I think there was just this understanding of this, like really, really strange shared experience in a very, very odd time. And so even if we didn't stop necessarily and talk to each other, there was just something even deeper to me beyond like, we're just moms. It's like, Oh, we're, we chose to be moms at a crazy time, like truly, truly crazy time or didn't necessarily choose to, but that's, that's what happened. So funny, as you're saying that, I feel like, and this is maybe a side note that we can edit out later, but I think that the motherhood experience wherever you are in that experience during this time, Mm -hmm. I think there are going to be a lot of stories to tell from it. You know, I think there might be, there's some art there that needs to happen because everybody is experiencing it in such um, an intense way. Uh, Everybody, obviously, but the motherhood um, level, whatever, whatever phase you're in, you know, um, our last episode was with parents whose kids have, flown the nest. They're old. They've left. So mm-hmm. they're experiencing empty nest during a pandemic, you wow. know, and here yeah. you are experiencing bringing a life into the world during the pandemic. I think that's like a, anyway, just a little yeah. food for thought there. <laughs> I think it took me a while to, um, you know, I, I want to preface it by saying I am, I'm so grateful for my health when I, the second I start to think like, oh, woe is me, poor me, I didn't get this. I always have 30 stories like right behind that, that make me grateful for what I do have, my family, my health, and, and the um, ability that I have. And, um, but like, I, I really struggled for a while with really feeling robbed of like certain experiences of of new motherhood, whether they were just small things like, um, even spend cause most of my pregnancy was not spent necessarily in a pandemic. So I was just thinking of exciting things like that'll be really fun to go with my husband and take her in the car seat and sit at a restaurant and eat and, and just like silly things of incorporating her into the world as we knew it and visiting my parents for Christmas, you know, flying to California for her first Christmas. Like it took me like a lot, even now I get like a little choked up about it. Like just like mourning the loss of like what I think I thought it would be. And like balancing that with um, kind of this new world that we're in. And like, obviously I, I don't get to go home for Christmas because that's a choice this year that, that you know, I've made, um, that we've, you know, kind of collectively made as a family because um, I just don't feel like it's safe to take her on a plane. You know, my husband and I can mask up, but she can't. And it feels very selfish to, you know, put her in that position and, and others. And so I really did have to like mourn the loss of like what that looks like when my family meets her for the first time. And, and, um, and a lot of just like little things that I got so excited about with her. Um, and yet again, there's obviously an abundance of things that I'm grateful for. And, and so I know, I know life no other way. My life will forever be delineated into the category of pre poppy and then poppy in a, the pandemic. <laughs> 
you know, coffee in like 2020. Oh my God. So, when um, it's over, you're going to feel <laughs> like when you can take her out into the world without this, without being in this moment, yeah. it's going to feel Betsy, it's just going to be like so incredible. You know, you're going to be able to have those experiences. And I'm sure like my heart hurts for you. I, I, I get it. Like I can imagine all those things that, cause we have expectations and we have, there yeah. are specific moments in life that we're looking forward to. And, um, and so, but I, I, you know, and, the, and I understand like, of course you're grateful. Of course you're thankful that you have your health and that everyone, but you can also be really sad <laughs> about the other stuff. There's, we have to hold space for both because yeah. both are very valid feelings. And, um, and yeah, that's yeah. real. I think about too, like, the support of other new mothers, you know, something that you do when you have a newborn is you go to mommy and me classes and you meet other women who are going through the exact same thing that you are going through. And anybody who's had a baby during this time just doesn't have that as an option. Yeah. And that's really difficult. And I'm sure it has been isolating in that way for you not to connect. Yeah, it has been isolated because obviously we don't, I don't want her staring at screens all day long, but that's right. also then the only way that she can connect with like other family members. And I think where it gets me the most is, you know, for a while it's been okay because she really only needs, you know, very few things at first. And as she's now starting to explore the world, I, I like so desperately want to give her those opportunities. And I see the way she lights up when she meets someone new, even if it's a nurse, you know, at the, at the ER, or <laughs> you know, which we went to the other day because oh, somebody did not tolerate egg well. Anyways, oh. I'm sure that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I see the way that she lights up when she sees new experiences and I want her to meet other kids. And so it is challenging right now. And I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what that's going to look like. So, you know, we're obviously doing the best that we can to have her be introduced to new experiences, but you know, it is crazy to me. Like she's just never even been with mom into a grocery store, you know, like little things that I, 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 I want them to just see like the regularness of life too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I feel like we've turned, I feel like hope is coming. Hope is on, yes. hope is on the way. Oh, I feel yes. like that hopefully by the time, you know, it's about to be the winter anyway. So you're not going to want to be out that much. Correct. And <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, you know, hunker I'm, down by the time by the time we can get outside, you know, she'll be yeah. so, you know, I mean, it's soon, it's soon, it will be here, yeah. you know, it's like, I, I really feel like, you know, it's around the corner. And then, and I know that still there will have been almost a whole year probably of her life that was this other way, but know that she won't have any recollection of what she yes. missed out on. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. She's met then, like 10 people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, and so by the time you can take her out. She'll actually start to meet people and like be able to interact with kids at the playground and things like that. And so, and that will be where she really starts to, you know, to, yeah, to see I it all. I so look forward to that day. Yeah. I think yeah. about, I, 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 yeah. And we were just, I just think how like nuts it was. My 70 year old parents got on a plane, you know, came out here, stayed somewhere for four days, five days, quarantined, took tests. And for those five days that I was around them, we, we were outside with them and we sat on a deck, all of us masked. And if you would have told me, you know, 10 years ago that like the first time they would have ever met Poppy would be for five days when they couldn't touch her. And they were just like looking at her as oh. I'm holding her. If you would have told me like, that's what it would, have, I would just would have thought you were crazy. Mm -hmm. And yet that's where we are. And again, um, 
that was just like, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, I cannot wait until, um, things are, you know, really, truly looking up, but it's, you know, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're going to shift a little bit because I wanted to talk, we wanted to talk to you about not only Estella Scrooge, but because you sort of touched on this about how apprehensive you've been to be with other people and particularly because of having a newborn and an infant and being safe and whatnot. Um, but you just, by the time you listen to this guys, uh, you will be able to stream Betsy's concert on demand. It uh, is being released on the 6th and we're recording on the 3rd. So, um, but tell us how, how was, what was that like for you? I mean, it's called no pants. Well, it's not, that's not, (laughs) I mean, think of no pants, but, but tell us about your concert. Yes. I, what's funny is I, I had the name before I had anything else, but I called it a pants optional holiday for so many reasons, obviously. I mean, um, everything is, life is everything pants optional is, right life now. Is, exactly. <laughs> I just, oh my goodness. Um, you know, I missed, I missed making music and I thought, well, I want to try something. And about a month ago I was asked to sing or gosh, two months now. Where does the time go? This is crazy. Girl, I probably I about, I, this is ridiculous. It's December. I know it's yeah. insane. It's really oh. insane. And, and it's really crazy because it's actually December 3rd, like you said now, but you're listening on, you know, whatever day this is released. So it's just yeah. really funny. <laughs> um, I sang outside of a window of the Ace Hotel on a Sunday night to start the series called Broadway at the Breslin. And they had about 15 socially distanced tables. And, uh, yes, I just, I want to tell, I love that picture of you on Instagram where you're like sitting on the windowsill with the microphone in your hand. And it's just (laughs) like, it's so fabulous. I love it so much. I gotta go look at it. It's really crazy New York moment that you can see, you can see the empire state building in some of the photos too. And they said, well, you do this crazy thing. People are going to be walking by, but I want to bring live music back into the city. And I said, I'm so on board. Let's do it. And And the reason why I bring it up is because it just, I missed singing. You know, it was the first time Poppy actually came and heard me sing. I had Adam there, I had Poppy there. It was actually when my parents were in town. So there was maybe 15 people sitting at tables and most of them were like my like close family. So like this, you know. It was like the silliest, sweetest thing. And it felt like this very special thing to do. Um, for New York, but more importantly, like I loved it. I missed singing. I missed that connection with the audience. I mix, I missed being able to share what it is that I feel I do best. Um, and it just felt good to be doing something. And so I thought maybe I could do this in a different way. And so I had done a, a, a holiday concert last year at this um, beautiful kind of cool converted barn that turned into a theater in Holmdale, New Jersey. And so um, the producer um, and artistic director there had asked me, like, would you ever want to do this? And I said, yes, but I'd really want to do it different than just like these kind of black box um, concerts that seem to be popping up, which are awesome still. I just was like, I want to do something kind of different and holidays are my favorite time and I don't get to go home this year. So like, can we make it, you know, full of Christmas trees? Can we have a, um, you know, one of my favorite guitarists and pianists come. And so we, we did it very socially distanced 
in a barn with all six barn doors open. So there was like incredible airflow, um, <laughs> like five audience members all spread out. And I asked a friend, um, the brilliant Jessica Vosk, to come and sing. And so she came and we had, um, I, I asked like one of the most brilliant, I think, um, writers, uh, Jill Twiss and Taylor Ferrara, um, you know, she's won a couple Emmys, no big deal. But we <laughs> write some lyrics for something to make like this funny, you know, as, as funny as one can be of a spin on, on, on 2020 to she's, she redid the lyrics for, um, I don't need anything but you from Annie. And so I just wanted to, do something. I, I thought I, I just want to again, create and, um, you know, everything is a learning curve right now. And everything of course is like way more difficult than you ever think it's going to be even rehearsing. I will never forget. I drove over one day to my music director's, um, home Meg Zervulas, and I stood outside with a blanket and a coat and oh. sang while she played from the piano indoors. I mean, it was freezing that day. Oh my God. Um, so, you know, everything requires so much more of you right now. And I, I, so it, and it's true for being a mom too. Like I could say the same. So I don't know where, where the line <laughs> is. Like, I don't even know anymore what's normal and what's not. Um, but I'm proud that I did something. I'm proud that like my family in California will be able to watch something. I'm, I'm proud that again, she'll be able to do it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good. I, I, li- I like the music I chose. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I mean, we all need, you know, we need a little Christmas all, you know, right yeah. this very minute, please bring it. It's like I, any, any opportunities to spread joy and, you know, make music and create, uh, so many people are putting out like holiday concerts and holiday albums. And, you know, there's a reason for that. We're drawn to mm-hmm. this time of year for the gifts that it brings us, you know, and the joy that it brings and the twinkly lights bottom, you know, <laughs> end of the day, twinkly lights make everything. <laughs> it, it was a beautiful set. It was a beautiful set. It was a little strange. It was the very first night that I hadn't put Poppy down um, for bed, which was like kind of this weird moment. And I'm sure it's the first of many, you know, moments and I know that that must sound so silly to like a mom of like a 10 year old no but you you remember everyone that you're not there for yeah it was it was tough and I was like oh wow this is what it's like in the real world if you have a show eight times a week and so I immediately then you know turned to gratitude of like yes it is a weird time but it's also allowed for me to just fully be a hundred percent there for her in a way that I don't know I would have been able to do if this all wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I would have been pulled in a lot of different directions if the world was uh, normal. And and in a way it's made me observe how much joy I get from being her mom and how present I want to be as a mom because I actually had that opportunity to experience it. And so now that I've had that, I, again, my nose will be nose and my yeses will be yeses. And it really feels really, really good to be able to say that. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it's well, true. It's like, it's, you know, it, 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 we talk about how the gift of time, this time has been as well. You know, it's like we have missed tons of bedtimes. You know, Elliot doesn't know a life where we're not doing eight shows a week, Eric and I, for the most part. And um, so we've been able to have all this time together and have dinner together every night. And it's amazing. So, so special. You know. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really incredible. So, yeah. and I, and that, those first few months are so, they're oh. so sweet and magical anyway. Like you just sort of, it also though, Eric always says that like the first three months feel like you're in outer space. He was like, yeah. he tells people, he's like, what's it's happening? so strange, but it's like, you're in your little bubble. And now this, during this time, you're truly in your bubble and it's just you guys. And, and there's something really lovely about that, that, that you will, I think, look back on. And, and even though there are mixed feelings about certain things that didn't happen or that you missed out mm-hmm. on. I think that just having the time with her and then to just sort of make so clear your priorities, um, is a really, it's, it's something you're going to be thankful that you had. I, I think. Couldn't agree more. It's yeah. a, that's something I feel like Jess, that we've actually talked about. I think it's going to come, it's going to keep becoming clearer as we're, you know, we're, there's hope on the horizon and we're moving through to, I do think as difficult and horrifying and and I'm not um downplaying any loss that anybody's had during this time but I do think that we will look back on it with a certain amount of fondness hmm. for the time especially for those of us that work in the industry that we do there hasn't been work there really has and if there has been it's had to be you know self-motivated self-created. or you know self-created yeah. um uh, and I think that we will look back on the time with, I mean, maybe rose colored glasses isn't the right term, but appreciate what we did have in this moment, you know? Yeah. And I hope that it also then informs what we choose to do moving forward and yep. the structure of how our business works. And I think collectively, um, many of us are feeling, like you said, there's certain things that like, I want to take from this time and implement that into a life moving forward. So I always like to think of it as not returning back to normal, because I would like to think that if we've, if we've all learned something from this time, it's that collectively, we actually need to change the way that we move forward and what work actually looks like and, and commitment. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, just something that I was thinking about. I, I would prefer, though, not if I do have another child, not to give birth, <laughs> not to give birth in a mask, right? Or, oh, and also gosh. to have my husband like fully present for all the things, you know. Yeah. Like I would prefer that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but, you're just gonna have to do it again then. Betsy. Yeah, exactly. Have exactly. To have another one. <laughs> I know, and I might just frame the mask that both of us were wearing. There when, you go. Yeah, I might actually decide to. You know what? Go in the baby memory. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.